people don't realize, especially in the health and wellness space, that they could actually be taking that money that they're dumping into bullshit products and they could be going and they could be spending time with a personal trainer like you guys. Actually making real results without hurting themselves. I left multi-level marketing with a binge eating disorder and it has absolutely wrecked my like last few years of my life trying to repair my relationship with food. And like, that's something I'm seeing over and over and over again, at least every five episodes of my podcast, somebody is like, yep, me too. Welcome to Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt the world's number one no-bullshit health and fitness podcast. Are you ready to cut the crap with your diet and exercise, get strong as fuck, and build a healthy relationship with food? Then you've come to the right place. Let's Let's go. go. If you'd like to support us in the podcast, join our Patreon where you get exclusive content, which consists of monthly workouts you can do at home or at the gym, monthly challenges that are either strength, habit, or mindset-based, and access to over 100-plus low-calorie, high-protein, family-friendly meals. These are all designed by a professional chef who is certified in nutrition. These recipes are already in my fitness pal for easy fucking tracking. New recipes are also added each week. We believe that fitness is for everyone. So this is our way of getting you started on your health and fitness journey at a price most everyone can afford. So what the fuck are you waiting for? I'll see you on the Patreon. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Hey, Danielle. Nice to meet you. We have Danielle Bolster, and she is going to talk to us about MLMs. Yeah. I love talking about MLMs. Oh, my gosh. I mean, same, but I love to hate talking about MLMs. Exactly. (laughs) So you are a therapist, correct? Yeah. Give us a little backstory on yourself. Yeah. So like my too long didn't read is essentially I'm a therapist. I um, joined three multi-level marketing companies, all health and wellness when I was in my 20s. Perfect target. Always trying to make my body smaller. Always Mm -hmm. trying to make my brain work better. And also trying to like eliminate my student loan debt because crippling. (laughs) But, you know, so I was just the perfect target for all of those things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can help people and make money. This is great because obviously I can't do that in the mental health field. So it just like kind of snowballed from there. And I never made it up very far, but I did lose lots of money, probably definitely over $10,000. Yeah. Across those three different MLM organizations you were part of. Yeah. Well, actually the 10,000 I know is actually just from my main one. I don't know if we are saying names of companies here or not, but we don't have to. to. Yeah. So the main one I was in was in Plexus, but I was also in Arbonne and I never actually signed up as a rep in Beachbody, but if I liked their products other than their workouts, I would have, I mean, now I have lots of things to say. Nick has educated me about how terrible their workouts actually are, but I liked the workouts at the time and it was so accessible. So like all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so now I have a podcast called from Huns to humans where I interview people and we talk about the dangers of MLM and like what their stories are. Um, and it's been really awesome to just hear how many people have like made a comeback from these things. And we're really helping so many people heal and move forward because the thing that we're not really talking about is the mental health effect of these companies and how like not everyone that leaves one of these companies is going to have like this traumatic like fallout. But, you know, we're all just talking about the money and like financial hardship is a trauma for a lot of people. 
And we're, we're not talking about that. And then also beyond that, the manipulation, the love bombing, the gaslight gatekeep girl boss mentality of it all just absolutely ruins people's lives. And then when you leave and you get excommunicated and people are like being really nasty to you. Uh, I mean, some of the things that people have told me that have happened when they've left these companies is just absolutely disgusting. Like if you quit your job at Target, nobody's coming at you and being like, oh my God, I can't believe you work for Walmart now. Like you're such a traitor. Like, I mean, like maybe somebody might joke and say that, but <laughs> in right. that example. It's the cult, but... it's the cult mentality because like that's really all MLMs are. It's that cult mentality. For people that don't know, because I'm sure there are people that don't know, what is an ex- exactly an MLM? Great. Yeah. yeah. So a multi-level marketing company or an MLM is a company where the main objective is to recruit people. And they don't come out and tell you that usually when you sign up for these companies, they're like, you don't even have to recruit anyone. You don't even have to buy anything. And they make it sound like you don't have to do all this stuff. And like, sure, you don't. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. But like... You do. If you want to be successful, if you want to climb the ladder, you do. And they gamify these companies. That's why they have like, you know, every level is like silver, sparkle, princess, diamond, ambassador, ruler of the world. You know, like every time you get one of those, it's a nice little dopamine hit and you're like, oh, I'm winning. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's fantastic. But Mm -hmm. it's all just manipulation to keep you in and to keep you spending money and all of the money that is made in these companies is generally made within the organization itself. And they have a very hard time proving that. I mean, allegedly, in my opinion, it all comes from within the organization itself. And they try to say that they're not pyramid schemes by saying like they have so many customers outside of the pyramid organization. But that's usually not even true either, because I had at least five ghost accounts that were customer accounts when I was in. So like most of the money that's coming in is still actually coming from inside the pyramid. It's just looking like it's coming from somewhere right. else. So let's talk about that really quickly with the ghost accounts because yeah, what is that? That is essentially what it's uh, when you buy your own product and create fake customers, right? Maybe you sign up your kid uh, right. or your significant other, and you're doing this to inflate your sales, to make yourself look better and to reach that next level in the pyramid. Right, exactly. So I had like an account for my mom. Nick had an account in Arbonne. And while you're probably maxing out your credit cards to to pay for these things, right? That's right, what they tell exactly. you because just, you know, just put it on your credit oh, card. Right, because and you'll you make have to later. pay for it still. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Wow. So like I was like buying products for like some of the stuff my mom was actually buying and like she would like, you know, it was just like a whole mess. Mm-hmm. But then other times I was like, okay, well, like it will look better if it comes from this account. So I'll put my order through here or I'll put, like, you know, and you're making all of these other accounts because you only rank up when you recruit. So if you're not recruiting, then you're not ranking up and you're not making more money. And like, in reality, you're not making money anyways. It's just all, it's all a facade. Yeah. I- I've gotten sucked into, into these MLMs, but I never got sucked into selling them. That's good. I got sucked into taking them. A lot of people right. have, can resonate with that. I'm sure most of our audience has probably been burned by an MLM. Oh, too. yeah. I mean, especially when I first like became a mother. It was like, you know, that everyone in Facebook was like messaging me and Plexus was the big thing. And, you know, I, when I first quit drinking, I had really bad gut issues and they kind of like fed into that. But really, and I ended up taking Plexus for like a couple of years at least. And I was like, it worked, you know, but honestly, it was the quitting drinking that worked for me. 
now that I know better because I'm trained professional, mm-hmm. I didn't know any of that stuff before that it's like, um, yeah, because I quit drinking and started eating better. So part of my story with Plexus is actually that. So I was on the products for well, uh, probably four to five years. And then like, I kind of slowly started to wean off of them. And as I weaned off of them, I became very suicidal Oh my God. from like the withdrawal of these products. And it was the scariest thing ever. I remember turning to Nick and I was like, I just don't want to be here anymore. Um, And it was, it was terrifying. And then I was like, oh my God. Cause I remembered before when I was like really all in, like bought into the company at this point, I was like, not like, I was just like, I'm just going to use up these products because I bought them. And I was like, everyone needs a probiotic or whatever. Again, at the time, don't really understand supplements. So when I thought about it, I was like, oh, I remember like when I ran out, when I was like all in, I would start to get really sad. And like me and my like Plexus friends, we would all just trade supplements and be like, oh, you're right out of this one. Let me give you this. And like, we would just swap until like everyone had what they needed. So when I actually tried to get off of them, I was like having such a severe side effect. It was just absolutely terrifying. And then when I realized it, I like took one and then I, I, I myself weaned myself out of them and like had to like be like, okay, like I can go five days and then I start to get sad and then I could go seven days and then I would start to get, you know, so I was like really trying to get it out of my system in like a slow way, but it was terrifying. And that's not the only product that I've heard that story from. I've heard it from stories from Monet. I've heard it from like, you know, it's terrible what these products can do because they're so unregulated and unchecked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that one? The Modare? Oh, Modare. Modare. Oh, that that was huge on TikTok when in 2020. I remember everyone was selling yeah. that fucking, um, what is it? The collagen? Goop. Like, it looks the goop like on a spoon. Black goop. syrup. Goop yeah. Scoop. <laughs> that's huge it's it's i haven't seen it in a long time i think it's kind of yeah and they try to say that they're not a multi-level marketing company sorry matt no it's fine yeah they try they 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 go out of their way to distinguish the fact that they are an mlm and a lot of these companies too will will say it's clinically proven right where and clinically proven doesn't mean fucking anything that just means that they have people that take these these products and here's the results but it doesn't mean it's because of those results and too but none of these none of these companies have any evidence to support their claims because there just isn't any. And if they are, if they, if there is evidence to support quote unquote, what they're saying and the claims that they're making, it's their own funded studies that they were able to manipulate and and get the favorable results. Right. Exactly. And that's one of the things that is really hard for the average consumer to understand and like, look at all of these things because they come out and they're like, well, look at all of like, when I was in Plexus, I was like, look at all this research that I have thinking that it was so great because I was in grad school at the time. I like, I would like to consider myself well-educated as a person, but it doesn't matter your education level. It doesn't matter where you sit on the poverty line or income level. Like it doesn't matter where you sit. It can affect anyone because it's not about the business. It's about manipulating people and it's about recruiting. Totally. Totally. So how, how do you see, MLM companies target people and how do you, how, how do they get people reeled in and, and hooked? So um, one of the things that I've actually been looking at, and um, I'm actually part of a social media panel for the MLM conference that's coming up next week. And we've been talking about, and we surveyed a, a group of people to see how many people were coming in and saying that they had mental health issues or diagnoses going in and what 
percentage had them coming out and what percentage experienced distress within it. And one of the themes that we're looking at is how many people have an impulse disorder diagnosed as they're going in and quite quite a bit. I don't we haven't crunched that number because I didn't end up using it in my presentation quite yet, but it has been quite a few people I've been looking through and it's, you know, ADHD, bipolar, OCD, like you're, you know, all of these people that have a vulnerability and are looking to fit in and looking to belong. And, you know, not necessarily everyone is diagnosed with one of those things. Some people are moms that are new moms and they're trying to get in. And again, it's this vulnerability of feeling like you're alone and nobody gets you and wanting to be a part of something and feeling just connectivity to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're sold a dream. Yes. Absolutely. You know, like you can have this too. If don't you, you want to retire your husband? <laughs> um, yeah, don't you retire. Yeah. Don't you want to be the breadwinner? Yeah. Yeah. Like don't you want to provide for your family and get a in a fucking car and a trip. Mm-hmm. And and one of the reasons I wanted to come on and talk to you guys, first of all, is because you guys are cutting the crap and MLMs are absolutely in that crap pile for me. And absolutely. I think that people don't realize, especially in the health and wellness space, that they could actually be taking that money that they're dumping into bullshit products and they could be going and they could be spending time with a personal trainer like you guys you. actually making real results without hurting themselves. I left multi-level marketing with a binge eating disorder and it has absolutely wrecked my like last few years of my life trying to repair my relationship with food. And like, that's something I'm seeing over and over and over again. At least every five episodes of my podcast, somebody is like, yep, me too. I, I'm having str- like problems with this because we're all sucked in. If you're not selling the health and wellness MLMs, you're consuming them because you're trying to support your friends. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, because they'll play that card too. Like, don't you want to support small business owners and friends? And I'm like, first of all, you're not even a business owner. Like, let's just cut the crap right there. You're you're selling somebody else's shit is what you're doing. I am embarrassed about the amount of money I've spent on supplements and MLMs. Like literally it is astronomical. I don't even know if I can put the numbers together. Fucking I got PTSD from it. <laughs> yeah. If you had like, you know, so say I do feel like probiotics help me and like whether that's placebo effect or not, I don't care. If I feel better, I'm going to keep doing it, but I can go and buy an Ollie supplement or whatever, or like something off the shelf. That's like Ollie. I still consider to be fairly expensive as a supplement, but I'm going to take it because it's a gummy and I love that. Yeah. That's a great point. I can spend the extra money on Ollie, which is what, 20 bucks compared to the 50 I was spending on Plexus. Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. What is Ollie? Is that like a, uh, it's just, a- it's just a brand. It's, it's these ones for all okay. of you at home. So sorry, okay. Got Casey. you. <laughs> got it. No, I can yeah. see it. Yeah, we we definitely see that a lot. And that's what I'll tell tell people about things like prove it, the ketones, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if you take ketones or not, but uh, you're you're paying for the MLM when you're buying the prove it ketones. Go buy the same fucking thing on Amazon for yeah. a fraction of the cost. Yeah. Right, it's still not exactly. going to do anything for you, but at least now you're not wasting as much money. And right, I do exactly. see a huge thing in people just wanting to buy supplements, like because it's the instant gratification, you're getting something right and in your hand. Me and Matt talk about this all the time because one of the questions that we get is like, what supplement should I take? Uh, what kind of supplements do you, you know, supplement, supplement, supplement? It's like, what about, why don't you supplement with like water? Why don't you supplement with like <laughs> supplement with some sunshine vegetables? And some why don't walks. you supplement with like strength training? But you're like wanting something that's instant gratification because you don't want to fucking work for it. It's mind blowing. 
Right. And like, you know what, if, like I said, if somebody wants to take a supplement because they feel like it's making a difference, awesome. You know what? Good for you all for it. Mm -hmm. If you're just paying for the packaging, Mm -hmm. it's not worth it. Like go to CVS or Walmart or whatever and find the same thing on the shelf. You can find something that's very comparable. Like I say that all the time. And speaking of price of this stuff, like when people are buying these products, these MLM products from a distributor, what they're paying for is not, they're not really even paying for the product. They're paying for the uplines, right? They're paying for the person, their, their, their commission for the person that just sold it to them. They're paying for that person's upline so they can get commission. And that money just funneling up to that top 1% of the people, the, the people selling the products aren't actually making money because you don't make money by selling. You make money by recruiting, getting people two, three levels below you. Right. Exactly. So like, even if you're like, oh, let me help my friend or whatever, like you're better off going and buying them dinner or giving them a $20 bill and being like, Hey, like, I I really want to support your business, but I I can't do it. But you know what? Here's 20 bucks. I hope that you guys can go get pizza for your family. You're much better off doing that because the money that the rep that you're interacting with is so minuscule. And ultimately, it's going right back into the company anyways, because they're going to have to buy product to be active. Exactly. Yeah, because you have a, a quota, right? If you're not yes. selling, this, is, which is why a lot of MLM representatives have an entire garage full of bullshit product because they're meet, they're buying and they're, they're maxing out their credit cards to, to, to stay in the system. Mm. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it's really sad because so many of these people are just looking to help their families and be like able to work in the nooks and crannies of your day and all of the stuff that they advertise, but it's not true. You're spending all day, every day when I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to be so real. Like there were times that I was like, like my sessions would be starting and I was like looking at my phone and I'm just like, okay, hold on one second. And I'm like, you know, like sending that last message out to get that sale because you feel like you have to, if you are not responding to people, you're losing your sale. And that's not how real business works. Right. You, yeah. Building relationships and, and, and right. community. Right. And, and that's how that, you know, that actually works. Like, yeah. obviously in a real business, you do need to respond to people, but like they can <laughs> wait, they can wait 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. Especially when you're just interacting with someone online, like nobody has to have access to you all of the time. And that's what these companies really make you do is to have yourself open access all of the time. End of the month power hours, we would spend all night messaging people, trying to get them to join, to buy, whatever, so that everyone could rank up for the next month. And then, you know, March 1st, you're going to see all of, like, oh, Sally is a gold dinosaur junior sparkle princess this month. <laughs> and, like, you know, you go on your feed and then you get that FOMO because you're not a gold princess sparkle dinosaur junior whatever Mm -hmm. yep yep i was upset when i realized that young living oils was an mlm yeah it's like that was little fucking sneaky or little mlm there yeah and a young living has a dark history with that founder too oh Oh, yeah i love their oils oh like thieves oil and uh i want to hear about the dark history (laughs) plant therapy i think is the one that it's something like that i'm sure somebody will like message you guys and be like she's actually talking about this one but that one is not an mlm it's much cheaper same stuff Mm -hmm. plant therapy so they have the same like oils so that's like an alternative to the young living yes but yeah gary young 
Uh, mm-hmm. He like um, he killed his baby. <gasps> what? Really? Yeah. Dude, is this- like that's that's a, that's a short version of the story, but like it's he's he's not a good person. Um, and he has like a fake medical degree and like all this. Like he's he's just a scumbag, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, that's fucked up. That's yeah. Definitely, I don't think anybody's going to accuse MLM companies of having a strong ethics. No, no, absolutely <laughs> uh, not. And I wanted to talk, kind of touch on too who people are typically targeted um, to to start selling. And and my from what I've seen, and and because obviously there's a big crossover between health and wellness, and then the MLM industry. Unfortunately, what I see is MLMs targeting single mothers, new mothers, people of lower income. Uh, military wives actually is another mm, really big one. interesting. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that is huge. And not to be political, a lot of the targeted audience is Republican women. And this is because, I mean, most of the time, Republican women are falling into the roles that you just said in general, like the military wives and things like that. Like the, it's very much dominated by the Republican Party it's becoming such such an interesting thing, like seeing all the stuff I found out last week that actually, no, it was this week. I found out that the political group Moms for Liberty is actually running themselves through MLM Facebook groups in Florida, like the ones that are doing all of the book banning and like pushing all of the legislation down there. It's really scary. It's no. really scary that like you can join something to sell oils and then you could potentially end up in a political cult. Yeah. Really? And definitely not trying to make it political, but also there's a lot of lobbying that comes mm-hmm. in play with MLM industry. Really? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, I'm they learning a lot tonight. Today, they, I'm they, learning they, a lot about MLMs today. A lot of our politicians are in the pockets of, of mm-hmm. the MLM companies. They have advocacy groups that literally just dump money into fundraisers for Republican candidates. And of course, this isn't political, but that's just the right. facts. Right. Well, actually, it is bipartisan. Oh, is it? Kamala Harris is a Herbalife sympathizer. So really, I know, I know it's both sides. You can find people on both sides. Although like I did get a little political there and like I am seeing a lot of things on the Republican Party's side when it comes to MLMs. Democrats are just as much in there, too. They're getting the money as well. And money doesn't doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Money over everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we talk about who, who who they're targeting. So let's talk about, I think there's also a very important connection here to talk about, which is diet culture and MLMs, because those are pretty much best friends with each other, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, being in the anti-MLM world has been such an interesting place to be because, as I said before, I'm now in eating disorder recovery, where I think that before I was definitely probably in the orthorexia area, um, never officially diagnosed, but that's definitely kind of where my symptoms were coming up. And as I've gotten out, I'm sure you guys have talked about this before, like the binge restrict cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the bullet points being like, if you restrict for too long, eventually you're going to want to fill that hole with whatever you have restricted from. And that is like the overarching issue that I'm seeing is that a lot of people are out and now they're struggling and they're like, well, I spent all of these years not being able to eat pizza. So now I'm going to eat pizza all of the time and 
not in that healing way of like, I can have access to this whenever I want it to, but in the, I've never had this before and I need to hoard this like a squirrel. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sad and it's scary to be in that position because I mean, what's it like the diet, like yo-yo effect. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of us are noticing like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this anymore. I was doing this and I lost all of this weight and now Mm -hmm. we're out and we're trying to be healthy about everything and we're bigger than we were before. And so as our society feeds into like smaller is better, it's really hard to learn to love yourself outside of the MLM when you're everything the MLM trained you to hate. Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Everything they change you to hate. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I mean, it's all about changing yourself, making yourself smaller, putting yourself in a prettier package, Mm -hmm. buy this makeup, buy this lipstick, drink this shake, don't eat your meals. Like, you know, it just all comes down to how can I make you even more produced into like the societal version of pretty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're very good at playing to your emotions and playing and playing to your vulnerabilities there too right yeah your insecurities and everything that's why you know they target new new mothers all the time right don't you just want to lose that baby weight like that's one of the common things right yeah it's insane and i think another like avenue we can go go through is like some of these people that are actually selling the MLMs aren't like bad people, right? These are actually people that want to make like the people that sold me the MLMs are like, they're amazing people. They're my fucking friends, you know? And it's just, it's sad to me. It's the business model that we don't like, right? You know? And so it's like, it's coming from the top of Mm -hmm. the pressure for the the one, the, the person to get the sales and things like that. Yeah. Ultimately, it's coming from a place of toxic positivity within MLMs. You're not allowed or you're discouraged from complaining about anything, which encourages people to not have access to their emotions and not be able to express themselves appropriately. So you're getting in this circle of just no emotions. Everything's positive. Gotta be pretty. Gotta look good. Can't complain. Keep quiet. Shut up. Fall in line do what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a mess. But yeah, no, we don't hate the reps. We hate the game. (laughs) Right. 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 Don't hate the player, hate the game. (laughs) Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. For sure. It's, it's terrible. And I just, I wish that people that were in MLMs realize that it's not them. It's not them. They're not the ones that are failing. They're the ones that are, they got sucked into something that is not good. And it can happen to literally anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it's, it's a cult. It is like cult tactics and it's not you. It's not getting recruited for a regular job and you fail at it. It's, it's the system is designed to fail. Exactly. And, and it has to, in order for it to work, like you, some people, most people have to fail at this, right? In order for, for the prof, the, the, mar, the model of MLMs to be profitable for the, the people up top, the people underneath them have to fail and not make money. That's, I mean, it's just a, ma- a simple math equation for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And then they'll come, they'll, they'll come down and further gaslight you then, right? When you are doing failing and you're feeling burnout and like, it's not working, you just got to work harder. You don't want it bad enough. You don't want it hard enough. You, did you, did you buy the, did you, did you message five of your friends this, this week, whatever, whatever it is, they just make you, um, it's your fault, right? Like it's not them. 
Right, exactly. And, you know, I think it's really interesting. You mentioned like messaging five of your friends. And this is where it comes down to like time control, which is a cult tactic, is it's not always just five people that they're messaging. I always was on teams where it was like message three to five people a day. But I've talked to people that were messaging hundreds of people a day. Imagine spending your time messaging a hundred people, starting a hundred conversations with strangers in order to manipulate them. Like the cognitive dissonance that like these people must be having is, I I can't imagine how uncomfortable everyone is. And you just have to suck it up and do it because this is what you're told to do. And only change comes from being uncomfortable or whatever. Like that's another like super toxic thing that they're saying. And in some cases, yeah, that's true. Like, you know, when you're working out and you have like sore muscles and things like that, like, yes, You are going to be a little bit uncomfortable in cases like that or in therapy, like opening up and talking about your trauma or what's going on in your life can be very uncomfortable, but ultimately you're going to feel better in the end. Mm -hmm. This is just being uncomfortable forever. (laughs) Yeah. They take positive sayings and positive ways of doing things, right? Such as being uncomfortable to, to, to grow and they put, they, they just, they, they ruin it for it for, for us essentially. Right. It becomes like a dog whistle and it's just. Uh, uh, mm. even like saying these things out loud. Sometimes I'm just like, Ooh, I hate myself saying these words. <laughs> well, it's like, we don't know, like, we don't know what we don't know. So, you know, we learn and we, we evolve. So I, I I'm actually curious what, how did you get out of the MLM world? Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting kind of journey out. So I joined Arbon and I was kind of just like, Oh, well, like we'll see. It was when my husband was just starting his like personal training journey. And I was like, this could be really cool. Like I can sell protein powder and you can sell working out. And like, we're essentially beach body <laughs> as a couple. And I was like, this is cool. And he was like, yeah, maybe. And I was like, all right, well, like, you know, we'll see how it goes. He never like bought in with me on that way, but like he was supportive because he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go Nick. We're yeah. all about supportive husbands here. <laughs> yes. We just did an episode about that. So we go did. next. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I joined, I did really good at first, but at the same time I was taking my licensure test. So I was trying to study for my test, but I was also being indoctrinated into Arbon. So that was like making it so I couldn't study and I didn't pass the first time. I failed by one point. I was so mad. Yeah. And I was just like, I know that if I didn't spend all of my time doing Arbonne, I probably would have passed this. Like, they're hard tests, but like, I, I feel like I would have done better. You weren't mentally there. You were distracted. You were trying to message yes. 100 people a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> so then after that, I was like, okay, like next round, like I'm not going to let this get in the way. And I started to pull back. And as I started to pull back, I started to see people on my team. They started to unfollow me. And I was like, I'm still here. I'm still like, selling to the people that are buying, like, you know, like I had my regulars or whatever. And I was just like, I'm just not like super loud and super recruiting anymore. I was trying to do my thing. So I noticed that and I was like, Ooh, that kind of stinks. And so then I take my test, which was at the same day as some sort of event online, like COVID times event. And so I do that. And she's like, come over and like, we can like celebrate. I'm like, I'm not celebrating my test with you lady like I'm gonna go home and have Chinese food with my husband and (laughs) like either cry or celebrate like either way like I'm not doing this with you you have nothing to do with this journey Mm -hmm. 
at that point I realized the like kind of distance and I started to pull away, away, away. It really took me a full year to get all the way out. And then there was one more point where they really, Arbonne is like famous for having these limited edition protein powders. And that was one of the reasons why I never wanted to do anything with Arbonne was because I have ADHD and I like to have like my hyperfixation food. So like, don't get me fixed on something and then take it away from me. Like rude. So they had this limited edition protein powder and I bought seven bags of it, seven bags of protein Mm -hmm. powder. I've never had more than maybe one or two tubs of protein powder in my kitchen at any time. And I'm a coach. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, like Nick has definitely gone all out and bought like a whole bunch of Legion. Like when we were like trying to figure out what we liked from them. So like we have had like maybe four kinds of like, but they were all different kinds. Sure. And like maybe some were whey and some were the casein or whatever. And so we, we had like a little bit of variety and whatever. And that's fine. Seven bags of the same flavor of protein is very excessive (laughs) and a lot of money because like they're over a hundred dollars. Like they're not cheap. Yeah. They're cheaply made uh, supplements most of the time, but they're not cheap to buy. Right. Exactly. Like you can go to Walmart and get protein from there for like what? 15 bucks. It's going to be better quality than the crap you're getting from MLMs. And even if it's the same quality, it's 15 bucks versus a hundred dollars. Like, I mean, we know this from us, from Herbalife is a really good case study for this. They literally got sued because their fucking supplements were killing people and and hurting people, causing harm. Really? Yes. How are they still around? They have like tea shops everywhere. Yeah. That's a loophole. Oh, let's talk about those fucking bullshit nutrition shops. There is a million (laughs) in my small little town in Maine. And when when it first came out, everyone was like, yeah, yeah. And then this, when I first became a coach, they started looking at the ingredients and my friend Mandy, I believe it was Mandy sent me a screenshot of the fucking ingredients. And it said at the bottom, like Herbalife. And I was like, oh no, these are a bunch of Herbalife shops. So yes, let's get into this. What are they doing? Oh, I don't have all of the tea on the Herbalife shops, but I do know quite a bit. Yep. It's just so messy. So I don't understand how they lease the space. Right. That I still haven't really wrapped my head around. But the people that are working there are not making like you're not making money the way that like I've talked to one person where they ran the shop where like she had to buy her own product and like scoop. Like if you bought a shake from her, she scooped her own stuff. And so it came out of her inventory. Are you kidding? They're buying their own products again. Yeah, it's it's and they're recruiting you in the shops, too. Like a lot of times they're going to have you ju- have some kind of membership. Mm. Yes. That's the loophole Eventually right there. you're going to get an email being like you're an Herbalife customer, or if they really get you, then you're an Herbalife distributor and you don't even realize that you signed up for that. Yeah, what the fuck Whoa. is this? I need to sign up for this. Yeah, yeah. Like if they ever ask you for your social security number, you are being recruited. Like you are now a 1099 employee for Herbalife. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Whether you want to be or not. Right. Those nutrition shops, like you said, Beth, and they're everywhere. And mm-hmm. they 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 moved to that business model as a result of that lawsuit, uh, essentially, because they found a new loophole to exploit. Um, essentially, they're not selling products, so they're allowed to get away with it. They're selling memberships, like Danielle just said. And as a part of that membership, you get the drinks. So when you go to those nutrition shops, you're not actually buying a drink. You're buying a membership to that shop. And you're just getting you're getting the drink or the protein powder for free because you're a member. I haven't gone to any of those fucking shops. 
I never like, have either. I'm but like, it, fuck that. And shit. they're all shady as fuck. Yeah. I mean, they, they look the same from the outside because they don't put Herbalife anywhere. They're not allowed to. No, they look like fucking tea shops or, you know, however secret. the person decorates. It's like, am I going to get stabbed by going to this place? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> For people that are like maybe ex-Herbalife people and they really like the loaded teas, I have a friend, uh, Silver Linings Lessons on TikTok. She shows you how to make all of the dupe teas using products from Walmart. Mm, Um, You can make the same exact stuff at home. Shows you how much caffeine is in it. Shows you how to make it very easy and cheap. You're like spending like a dollar compared to the nine on the teas. Yeah. Yeah. And for anyone that's interested, actually, Berta did a really good episode on um, those nutrition shops with somebody that was, you know, in them um, on her podcast, Life After MLM. They did a, a deep dive into those nutrition shops, how they operate. And actually, um, it turns out that Herbalife specifically with those nutrition shops, they are heavily targeting the Hispanic com- community with those too. Yeah. And that's really... <sighs> It's just so unfortunate because like, I mean, typically what we're seeing mainstream is it's mostly white women that are being targeted. But then, you know, when you really start to look into it, they're offering it's the opportunity that they can offer to people that are coming from different cultures because it's so hard. Like, I personally feel like we make it really hard for people to immigrate here and it's it's such a great opportunity to offer someone or it looks like it like, Oh, you like, you're struggling to get a job. Like, no worries. Like, here you go. All you need is like an address and a phone number and a social and like, we'll get you going. So like, as soon as like you immigrate and you're like having nothing and like all this stuff, it's it's really sad. It's, it's really, really sad. And because the anti-MLM community is relatively small, I mean, there are some bilingual creators and like Spanish speaking creators and activists and things like that. But it's really hard for us to push the information to all the communities that we want to just because of the limitations of being American. Yeah, Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, there's lots, lots of sketchy stuff going on there with those nutrition shops. I'm really glad that we touched on that. Mm -hmm. People don't realize what they're getting themselves into with those things. Right. I mean, and it's not, I mean, obviously like my focus today has really been on all the nutrition things, but it can be so many other things. Like it can be like cryptocurrency. It can be leggings. It can be like, you know, they can sell anything. Oh, right. Isn't what's that legging company that's getting in a lot of fucking trouble. Okay. Yes. I got sucked into that fucking shit too. I bought a bunch of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually wearing a pair of LuLaRoe leggings right now. (laughs) What is going on with LuLaRoe? Okay. I think, is it Roberto like big into that one? Okay. Um, What is going on with that that fucking MLM? She hasn't told me anything new going on with them. I mean, they're just doing the same old bullshit. Are they still around? They're still doing the stick. Check out um, the documentary that, that, um, Berta was a part of, which was called uh, Lula Rich, yes. I believe. Ah, okay. um, and that then, kind of documents that. Yeah, Her, and there's also there's also the rise and fall of LuLaRoe, and then for Herbalife, you can watch Betting on Zero. Yeah, there's there there's go. a lot of good documentaries out, and I am pretty sure there are more to come. So, like, definitely. I mean, but even documentaries aside, there's so many places that are making references about MLMs and how like annoyingly annoying they are like john the john oliver skit i don't know if you guys have seen that he does such a good job of like presenting the information of multi-level marketing 
And then like in all of these TV shows, like, uh, isn't there like a King of the Hill episode, I think. And like, you know, and all Shit's Creek had an episode about MLMs. Like the media is picking up that these things are not good. But I think because they've made such a lighthearted pass at everything, nobody is actually like, oh, like these are dangerous and stupid. Like everyone's just like, oh, haha, that's uncomfortable. Like they're talking about my aunt. Mm. Well, at the end of the day, MLMs are master. They're master marketers. They're really good at marketing. Really good at marketing. You think about it. Think about a lot of the products that we see on TikTok. They're usually an MLM product. You already mentioned Octavia earlier, Danielle. That's that's so a Octavia huge is an MLM. Octavia is an MLM. Okay. Um, their coaches are just distributors that bought into it and they paid to mm-hmm. become a coach. No qualifications whatsoever. So anybody listening right now that's part of Octavia, huge red flag. Their coaches are not qualified. They simply paid ninety-seven dollars or whatever to get their coaching package from them. Another one is the feel great system that we love to go after, Beth, on TikTok. The fiber supplement, Rav or whatever his name is, Rav with millions of followers on TikTok, that's mm-hmm. a huge MLM. Rav, huge, Rav. Huge. So, yes. And then all of his little disciples, they're all underneath disciples. him. And yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. And they're all under him and and feeding him more money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's really, Motair is pretty big on TikTok. And also it goes against TikTok's community guidelines yeah, to recruit, does. but they're really sneaky about it. Like, they'll be like, look at I got a free Jeep from my company. And like, they, they talk about all of the perks and the lifestyle stuff. And they're just making their life look prettier than it is. They're Pinteresting their life to make it look nice and pretty. And it's not realistic. Most of the time, it's not real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. The results aren't real or or the product really isn't magic like they say it is. Like you said earlier, you can just go get that same that same product somewhere else at Walmart for a fraction of the price. Right. Beachbody uh, shakes. You can get Vega at Walmart. It's almost exactly the same. It probably still tastes like dirt. (laughs) Shakeology. My sister sold that to me at one point. Shakeology. That shit made me throw up. It's gross. I think Shakeology is like one of the worst tasting protein powders I've ever had. I think it tastes like dirt. <laughs> I, I tried it maybe, I think I had maybe one shake, maybe like 10 years ago, a girl I was dating at the time had it. <laughs> like, I'm like, this shit's expensive. Like, why can't I just use my whey protein from GNC? This was before I really got serious about right. training, you know? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was peanut butter. They're like, oh, it's awesome. It tastes like drinking, eating, pe- drinking peanut butter. I'm like, no, this is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's gross. It's it's expensive dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are so many things. And like, you know, I'm not here to demonize every single MLM product there is out there. Like, I know a lot of people have a hard time finding dupes. And like, there are a lot of dupe groups on Facebook that can help you. What is a dupe group? So just like finding something comparable. Okay. Got it. Oh, yeah. Okay, got cool. It. So, if, like, if you're looking for a Herbalife alternative, you can go to this dupe group for it and find mm-hmm. some alternatives. Yeah. Gotcha. So, if you just type in like MLM dupes or something like that, you'll find groups like that. Okay. Oh, or just any anti MLM group. If you go in there and you're like, I'm trying to find a replacement for this, like, most of the time they're going to be really nice. You have to be careful about which group that you're in because there are groups that are really like, you can't like say anything nice about MLM at all. And they get really offended, but Roberta's group is fantastic. Uh, Life after MLM, the group is really, really welcoming and they do a great job of 
meeting people where they're at and it's like, okay, well, like, I think I want to leave, but I'm not sure. And like, people will talk to you in the comments and be like, oh, like, this is my story. Listen to this episode. You know, they'll recommend episodes of my podcast or episodes of Roberta's and like, they'll see that they're not alone and get a lot of advice about how to leave because also it's really hard to leave these companies. They don't make it easy. Yeah. They should, they shun you. Like you said, right. It's literally like, you know, what's the old cliche thing? Like you, the only way to leave, uh, get out of a game is within a box, right? Six feet deep. It's, it's not that drastic with MLMs, but everything you knew and were part of, like they will go out of their way to make sure that you are scum, that, that you, that you feel bad for leaving them, that, you know, you're no longer friends with them and all this other stuff. Jeez. Yeah. And not all experiences are that drastic, but they can be. And it's really Mm -hmm. scary when they are. And even when you're thinking about leaving, usually you'll feel that like sense of guilt like, oh, I'm abandoning you. And it, it that's on purpose. I think the, the more, the higher up you are, the more guilt you probably get, right? The, the harder. Oh yeah. It's very hard to leave when you're high up. Very, yeah. very, very hard. If, they, if you don't have anybody below you, they're, they're not losing anything if you leave. Yes. And no, because if you're, so if you are my downline and you leave and you are my only downline, then I am okay. now a failure. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. But it's a system designed for you to fail. There mm-hmm. aren't enough people in the world for you to cre- recruit everyone, especially for all of the MLMs that exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point because a lot one of the marketing things that they'll tell you, right, is you just have to get five friends to sign up and they just have to get five friends to sign up. And it's like, you can only do that maybe three times before, before you run out of the people in the world. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I think it's like 10 10 lines is a, a, around where it is. But yeah, like you run out, and that's including babies and, and like people that are literally being born that minute, people mm. from other countries. You run out of people so fast in that model. It's, the math it just doesn't work. check out. If we just use a little bit of common sense here, it doesn't yeah. check out. And that's math why 1% of people only make money in, in MLMs, right? Something Something around there. Right. Yes. Less than 1%. I was just thinking that I, when I got sucked into juice plus, I'm like coming, like all this is coming back to me. I told you I spent a lot of money on fucking supplements. <laughs> juice plus. Have you guys heard of that one? Yeah. I think yeah. they're like, aren't they like epically failing right now? I don't know, but I just know that when I became a mother is when I started all this stuff. So, oh my gosh, they have these gardens. Juice plus has a standing garden for in your house and you like yes, rent yes. it and like they're selling it to schools. And like, mm-hmm. this is one of the things that is really scary to me. And so like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Please educate your like young people in your life that, about these companies, because that's one of the goals of anti-MLM is to stop the consumption as the kids are turning 18, because you're really recruited in your 20s, like 18 to like 26 is like your prime recruit time for an MLM. So if we can get kids educated right off the bat and to spot scams and have consumer awareness and to really do their digging and ask questions, it's going to be huge for stopping these companies. Because as we know, politics moves very, very slowly. Legislation is going to move very slow. They are doing things. If you are interested in that, like follow the FTC's stuff. We're going to be doing another commenting period soon. So if you follow me, if you follow Roberta and anyone really like we should be talking about the comment period reopening in the next few months where you can share your story and share concerns about MLMs and how you think like a waiting period could be helpful. Because like I said before, a lot of us have impulse control issues. So if I was pitched an MLM and somebody said, okay, you have to wait seven days before you can actually sign up. 
I probably Clock never would have signed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we're we're talking about things like that right now uh, with the FTC. And it's just so important that your voice is heard and your voice is being heard. They are reading every single comment. And it's really important. So if you're really interested, like, please do that. Please share with your younger people in your life, because it's so important. You could save somebody a lot of money. There we go. Here we go. Word of advice for anybody out there that may be struggling with the messages that you just said, like there, that is ringing home for people like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was in a cult, essentially. You know what? I've been there. I didn't realize I was in a cult either until I listened to Roberta's podcast. Um, so like I, I slowly weaned out and then I went to one of my friends and we were talking about it because we were in Plexus together. I was like, oh, are you still selling makeup? Because she moved to a makeup company and she was like, oh, no, I'm actually really anti-MLM. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And she like sent me Roberta's podcast. So I binged the whole thing and I was like, oh, my God, and immediately started posting about it. And here I am today. And there are so many things that can get in the way of people wanting to leave. And it's totally understandable. It's really, really hard. And you do need to do it thoughtfully. It's easiest to slowly back out and like slowly stop ordering and slowly leave. Um, and just, you know, oh, like I actually have a lot, uh, a lot of product, like I'm all set and like just hard. No, I, no, 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 no. So say no and stop ordering and slowly back out. And if you do have a team underneath you, you want to be quietly talking to your team and helping them get out before you get out. My DMs are open. I'm always open to help people like talk through this stuff because it can be very complicated and scary. But you know, you're going to go through your your team and you're going to say, okay, these are the people that are most likely to listen. And you're going to talk to them first because it will get to your upline before you know it. <laughs> And they're going to know and they're going to ostracize you and cut you out from all of the group chats and everything. And you're just going to lose it all. And also you can get in trouble. Like you're most of the time they have some kind of contract in all of these companies that you can't speak badly about the company. So um, you have to be really careful. Yeah. You also can't be a part of two companies at once. Most of the time it's all in their contracts. They can get you for it. They can sue you for it. Wow. They are scary. They have a lot of money to back them up. Wow. So where can people find you if they actually wanted to DM you about this stuff? Sure. Yeah. So I'm at From Huns to Humans on Instagram, TikTok. Um, on Instagram, I have like little underscore in okay. between all of the words. And then on TikTok, it's all one word. And you can find me on my podcast, From Huns to Humans, on pretty much anywhere you listen to this podcast, I'm sure. Awesome. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, That's me awesome. too. I'm actually looking for you right now, Danielle. I'm going to follow you back. Okay, cool. I love me some good anti-MLM material. And it's funny because I never envisioned myself being part of like this anti-MLM world. It just kind of happened naturally because I saw almost every client I've ever worked with has struggled with MLMs and and the bullshit promises and products that they, that, that they push on you. So that's how I got involved in the industry. And, you know, we appreciate it so much because we need people in other industries to also speak out about this stuff. It's about consumer protection. It's about helping people and like helping people realize that it's okay. Like we know we all make mistakes. We all grow. We all learn. And you only know what you know. So like the more that we can be like, hey, this stuff is dangerous, not just for your pockets, but sometimes for your family and for your health. We really need to be careful. And, you know, hopefully people can make choices that better their themselves in the future. Here we go. Well, thank you so much for being on. 
Thank you guys so much. This was great. I love you guys. You guys are so awesome. And I just love that you guys are all about like cutting out the nonsense, cutting out the bullshit and just like being straightforward because we have so much crap cluttering up the diet space. And (laughs) it's nice to have people like you guys that are in the world that don't put crap out there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. And thank you for cutting the crap with us today. Of course. Thanks so much. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So why not share it with a friend who needs to hear it? Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at cutthecrappod at gmail.com and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cutthecrappodcast. As always, we appreciate you and thanks for being here.